0: I'm Kate Northrup
1: and I'm Mike Watts and we're partners in life, love and business.
0: Welcome to the Kate and Mike show where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization and making a life not just a living. Hi. Yo. Well, good morning, afternoon, afternoon or evening.
1: Evening. Wherever you are, it's morning where Mid-day, we are. Mid-morning. What else there could be? Midnight?
0: (laughs) Mid-afternoon. Okay, so hi. Welcome to the Kate and Mike show. This is Kate.
1: Did you shut the door upstairs? I did. Okay.
0: My sister is watching the kids so that we can record this podcast. Because we show up for the pod squad, we are committed to bringing you weekly nuggets about unconventional love life and business.
1: Can you move your phone away from the cord?
0: What, you think my phone messes up the sound?
1: You know, electronics are goofy, (laughs) and you're goofy with electronics, so. Okay. Sometimes it could trigger the cable. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I just like to keep things clean. Most likely not, but.
0: Okay, so it was really cute. Yesterday, I got a, a DM from my friend Noah. He's a dear, dear friend of mine, and he was really celebrating and was like, Honey, it's such a big deal that you produced this necklace because well, I'll tell you more about this necklace in a little bit. But he was just like, That's a really big deal that you put out like a physical, gorgeous product that connects, to, you know, to your book and sort of to your lineage and this whole thing. And I was like, Oh, you're right. Like, I was, I noticed that I had not really stopped to acknowledge that it was kind of a big deal. And instead, I was just like, because it's been cooking for a while, this project, I just was like, oh, we finally checked it off. Right. So I think I'm not alone in being somebody who can sometimes forget to stop and savor and celebrate and instead is kind of like, Checking off and just moving on to the next thing. So it was such a sweet reminder. That's why we have to surround you want ourselves to with talk
1: about the necklace for those people. I'm going
0: to. That's okay. what this episode is about. Got it. It's not about the necklace, but it's about the concept behind the necklace. So I'm getting there. I'm telling the story first. I know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> um so anyway, I just think it's really important to surround ourselves if since we're all you know, since we're gonna probably keep forgetting to celebrate ourselves. And it's so beautiful to be reminded by people who love us, like to slow down and just say, yeah, that was a really big deal. So that's cool. Thank you, Noah Allen Levy for celebrating. And so when he sent me that message, I thought, you know what? Let's do a whole episode about this concept of egg wisdom that I wrote about in Do Less that I learned about from my mom, Christian Northrup, Dr. Christian Northrup, and that I have been getting messages every single week about it ever since the book came out, because it's the chapter that my readers seem to love the most. They're just like, I just am so excited about Egg Wisdom. We did a session on it in the Do Less Book Club that our people really loved. We've done a whole 11-week Egg Wisdom experience in Origin. That's actually something that you get as a bonus when you join Origin. We will be, I don't know exactly the dates we'll be doing a public opening, but if you want to be alerted when it's open, you can go to origincollective.com and get on the wait list for that membership. So, yeah, we're talking about Egg Wisdom today. We're talking about your ability to magnetize what you want without running all over the place. Basically your ability to magnetize what you want while doing less. Would you like to say anything?
1: Uh, No, I don't have, I think you should, we should talk about what egg wisdom is for those that might not know. And then you said you had a plan. So take us down the plan.
0: Okay. So egg wisdom is adjacent to the manifesting conversation. I want to say adjacent because There are a few things about the conversation around manifesting and the law of attraction. I think it's wonderful. And also there are a few things that I'm critical of. Number one being that when we talk about the law of attraction and manifesting, sometimes teachers ignore the fact that there are also very real life limitations due to systematic oppression and racism and inequity in our culture. So there was, there's a meme that I've seen that says something like, maybe you manifested it or maybe it was your white privilege. So I want to bring that up as just, I do think that there's, there are layers to this conversation and I don't want to ignore that. And oftentimes mm-hmm. the law of attraction conversation does not bring in the fact that for me as a cisgender white woman, I will have a different manifesting experience than you know for example a black transgender woman right it's just like our world is different our our experience living in the world is different and i just want to say that out loud so that's number one number two
1: that's uh my buddy posted something yesterday i can't remember the exact phrase it was but it was about what we're going through with these times of corona times and he said we are in it's like we are all in the same storm. We're just in different size boats. We're in the same storm, just in different boats. Yeah, just in different boats. Yeah, yes. I've seen
0: that posted a few places. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's true of life. Yes. It's definitely true of Corona. It's definitely right. true of life. And, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, if you've been hanging out with Mike and I, you know that we're always learning and wanting to do better. And we're committed to a journey of doing our part and taking responsibility for the parts where we can make changes to the systems. Okay. And to ourselves. Okay. So the next piece that I want to say is that the conversation around the law of attraction and manifesting, I've been studying this concept since I was a teenager, ever since I read Louise Hay's book, you can heal your life when I was 14 and I was introduced to this concept that our thoughts and our vibration is connected to our reality. And it's not exclusively responsible for our reality, but we can absolutely have an impact on our reality through our thoughts, our emotions, our vibration, and our energy, really. And I was so excited about this. And I remember... (laughs) That I think maybe I've shared this story on the podcast before, but I remember my mom taught me about the power of pure positive energy. And I remember there was this boy I liked, and she told me that if I held pure positive energy for 17 seconds, and if I could hold a positive thought for 17 seconds, that that sort of activated manifesting. So I remember I would lie in my bed and like focus on this you know, like, I don't know, on the two of us holding hands or something, I would get this picture and, and try to hold that for 17 seconds. And I worked really hard at it. So this never happened. This was not. <laughs> so, the, the, so the boy never came. No, that didn't happen. And I'm going, I'm using that story as a corollary to egg wisdom, which is what I'm about to share. And then, you know, I made all the vision boards and then I did visualizations like like I'm sharing. I did a lot of writing affirmations and tending to my thoughts and trying to, you know, make sure that my thoughts were all positive. I would get freaked out if I started thinking a negative thought, you know, all of just like a lot of things around manifesting. I worked pretty hard at it.
1: Which is kind of, right? (laughs) Isn't the purpose... Or are you, is it... i okay. getting there. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then I learned about egg wisdom and I'm going to tell you what it is. So egg wisdom is a metaphor and it is a metaphor for how we can magnetize what we want without working, like working ourselves to the bone, right? Without doing all the things and gripping. And so... How it works is in the body, in a woman who is in her reproductive years or a person with a period who's in their reproductive years, that person ovulates once a month. And at ovulation, an egg comes out of the ovary and is dropped into the fallopian tube. And that egg has the ability to put out a very strong, clear signal that allows the sperm to know where she is. And so the egg actually puts out this hormonal clear direct signal. And not only does it tell the sperm where she is, it also speeds up the rate at which the sperm swims towards her. So the egg sits and she has her clear desire. And she puts out this signal in her sort of eggdom sitting there but she's emanating this powerful attraction signal and that powerful attraction signal has the ability to speed up the rate at which her desire swims to her now if there are sperm that month, right? At that time, the sperm comes swimming wildly towards her. There's like, there's so many. I don't know the number, but if you've ever seen the video, it's amazing. They look like tadpoles and they're just like swimming wildly. And they all come and just like start beating their heads against the membrane of the egg against her. And it looks as though one might assume that the strongest sperm wins because they're all just like banging their heads against the membrane. But actually, the egg decides which sperm she's going to let in. So she has a really firm, clear boundary, but she's also receptive to the thing that's right for her. She doesn't let in what's not right for her, but she is open and receptive to what she chooses, to what she chooses to to allow in. And so she chooses the sperm or the sperms in case in the case of multiples. And then once the sperm is inside, once the egg is fertilized, if there's anything wrong with the DNA of that sperm, she has the ability to repair it. So when I hear my mom talk about this, she talks about how, how she has the ability to you know, sort of improve upon the sperm and egg it on, if you will, which I think is just like a funny, (laughs) funny thing. And she she talks about that. The data actually shows that men who are married actually live longer than single men, and that we do have this way of looking at the world that people who are in relationship tend to look better, like, you know, the, we say that all the good ones are taken. Well, maybe, maybe it's sort of that egging on principle that we do for each other, that in a wonderful relationship, we enhance one another, right? And the feminine principle in all of us, not just women, but the feminine in all of us adds beauty and comfort and nurturance and nourishment and improves upon What's available, you know, adding throw pillows or like adding a garnish or, you know, whatever. And and those are, you know, kind of silly beauty based examples. But which, by the way, beauty is actually a really sacred practice, adding beauty to the world. But that's kind of what the egg does. She has the ability to repair the sperm's DNA. And then... As the egg and sperm then travel down as this unit down the fallopian tube all the way into the uterus to embed in the uterine lining, which takes a few days, she has enough nourishment inside her to feed both the egg and the sperm all that while until they get to the uterine lining, which is their next source of nourishment. So not only can she call her desire directly to her, not only does she decide what she lets in and what she doesn't. Not only can she improve upon her desire and make it even better once it arrives, she also brings snacks and has this ability to nourish for a long period of time. So that's how the egg works in our bodies. Now, if the egg is not fertilized that month, she simply passes through in the menstrual cycle, menstruation part of the cycle, and then there's a new egg. So... The principle of egg wisdom is not if you do this correctly, you get what you want every time. And anyone who tells you that with manifesting is totally full of shit because that's not how the world works. I don't believe that we get what we want every time. I believe that mostly we get what we need from the perspective of lessons. And again, I just want to layer in here. I am aware that that does not apply when we're talking about tragedy and inequity and things that are just like so unthinkable, you can't possibly say to somebody, oh, well, you got that because that's what you needed. Right. Like, right. That is an internal experience that we can all decide for ourselves. This has arrived because I needed it. But I don't believe that anyone else can say to somebody, oh, this showed up because you needed this as a lesson. Right. Like, I think that has to be that has to come from inside. It's completely unfair and inappropriate, I think, to put that on other people. But for myself, I'm just saying the things that I wanted that I didn't get, for the most part, have been amazing lessons and I have gotten what I needed for the most part.
1: Okay. Can we pause on that for a second? So what you just said about need and want, how does that apply to right now? You know, Mm. like in the Corona times? Because there's a lot of things say like, oh, the world needs this or it doesn't need this. You know, it's like, so, are you saying to look at this as an individual, so, I look at this as Mike and say, what are the lessons that can be learned? What am I struggling with during this time and go in there? Not looking at like what CNN is telling me or Fox News is telling me needs to happen or whatever that is, right? So... Is it just me like looking at myself in the mirror and being like, what's up, Mike?
0: Well, we talk a lot on this podcast about locating an internal source of truth and really coming back to our center, to our interior wisdom around what resonates and what doesn't. So, yes, I think when it comes to the conversation around getting what you need versus getting what you want. In the times of Corona or in the times of anything, it has to be an internal experience because once again, no authority on television, no psychic, no friend, your mother, you know, no book, no author, no person on Instagram can tell you what you're experiencing or what you need to do. Of course, I mean. Hello, I hire coaches and therapists and, you know, like I really believe in guidance. I listen to podcasts. I read books. I mean, absolutely. But the guidance that I receive, it sparks a recognition of something that's already residing in me. So it's not like, oh, I called my therapist and she told me what to do. And now I'm just going to follow what she said because she knows better than me. It's, oh, she said all these things and there were a few of them. Now, of course, I, my particular therapist, I resonate with almost every single thing she says. That's why I chose her. <laughs> but, you know, it's like in a session, there will be a few nuggets that just make my whole body relax and feel so like, yes, that's it, right? And so that's how we know. Now, of course, I'm a very kinesthetic person. I'm a very body-centered person. So I know because of a feeling I get in my body. You might know because of something different. And the whole thing is getting to know ourselves better so we know what's the sign that something's true. For me, I feel relaxed or expansive or I get teary-eyed or I start to sweat. Those are all signs for me that something is really true. Another one, my friend Sarah Tangredi says that she studies a lot of breath work. She said when we do a deep inhale, when we're listening to something, that's a sign of truth that we're affirming. Yes, that's true for me, and that our body is affirming that. And then another one is you can notice if you are talking to somebody and you begin to lean in towards them or you're hearing something and you begin to lean in, that's also a sign that your body is affirming. That's true for me. But I think at this moment like there is no one singular truth for every single person cuz like Got you it. said we're all in the same storm but we're in very different boats and you know far be it for me to say what this lesson is for somebody else I I have no freaking clue and I would be happy to share maybe we could do another episode on this later the things that I've learned for me during this period of time but I think, but I think a there's good. a real danger of spiritual bypassing for anybody especially Someone, you know, who has certain privileges to come out and say, oh, this is the lesson for the world because (laughs) they are completely unaware and detached from the experience of millions of people that they can't even fathom Mm -hmm. because they haven't bothered to look and see like, oh, other people are experiencing different things than I am. So that was a good question. As it comes back to egg wisdom, I also just want to say that. You do not have to have a uterus or be ovulating or to have ever had a uterus in order for this to apply to you. Why? Because all of our bodies were made this way. This imprint of the ability to have a desire, put out a signal, allow it in, improve upon it and nourish it is literally imprinted in our cells because it is how our bodies were made. Male, female, gender fluid. It just is. And so the reason I bring it up and in contrast to the story I told about me trying to like aggressively hold 17 seconds of pure positive energy of a picture of me and this boy holding hands. (laughs) The reason I bring this up is because like I was not in my egg wisdom At that time, I was very much in like, if I can hold this in my head for long enough, this will happen. Like I was sort of in like, I do this, then this happens mode. I think we could come up with all sorts of reasons why it didn't happen. And that's not really the point of the story. I'm not saying that it would have happened if I had known about egg wisdom at that time. I have no idea. But what I'm saying is... Egg wisdom is really like an energetic way of feeling of release, surrender, and allowing. And when it comes to manifesting and attracting what we want, a lot of us are white knuckling it and thinking, I have to hold so tightly to my desire because if I don't hold on to it and visualize and manifest and affirm and make sure my thoughts are pure and do, you know, do all these practices exactly perfectly, then I won't get what I want. And when we hold on so tightly, we definitely don't get what we want in that way. And then secondly, when what we need shows up, we often don't notice it because we're way too myopic on this one thing and we're like working so hard to get it. And then also, you know, I love the really with egg wisdom, like she is sitting and putting out her signal. She's not running down to the cervix to see if the sperm is coming. She's not calling 25 of her girlfriends and saying like, should I text? Should I find out? Like, you know, there's not this like frantic energy around it. And so for each of us, what we really need to be asking when it comes to something we want. And I have something in particular I really want right now. And I think it's what I need, you know, only time will tell. But like, how can we be in the energy of the egg instead of the energy of the sperm? Because we have a hyper sperm identified culture. Which even has leaked into the manifesting world of what? like the only way to get what you want is to run wildly and take out all the other sperm and just like beat your head against it, which okay. is how
1: a lot of us are manifesting. Say that again. The the egg and sperm that you just said. Do you remember?
0: No, you can't ask me to repeat back what I just said about what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just asked you to repeat back what you said. The whole said thing? It. No, no. The part of. The sperm culture versus the, yeah. What
0: I find helps me and helps the women that I work with is asking in a moment of desire, like if we feel like we have this thing we really want, we can ask ourselves on a daily basis, several times a day, am I being the egg or am I being the sperm? Because most of us have a blueprint that we have been ingrained to be the sperm. Because we live in a hyper sperm identified culture to the degree that we live in a patriarchy, which aligns with the masculine traits as good. And the masculine traits, P.S., not male, female, the masculine in all of us, which is go out, get the thing. It's linear. Take the other people out. It's aggressive. It's go for it. It's also really beautiful holding the space, protecting you know, getting things done, like the masculine is amazing. And we have a culture that's overly identified and is out of balance with the other energies of the world, which is receptivity, allowing, surrender, and so many other things. But this is not an episode about that. Does that make sense? Is that what you yes. just wanted to? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's what egg wisdom is. I mean, there's so many different ways to practice. Like I said, we did an 11-week egg wisdom experience in Origin. We've done it two summers. I think we'll bring it back this summer because it's so much fun. And what we do is we have one practice each week to practice being the egg. And so one week is leaning back. I noticed Way back when, when I was in my dating life, I had this coaching session. I don't know how I ended up. This was very egg wisdom-ish. Somehow I ended up having this coaching session <laughs> with someone. I didn't ask for it, but it just like showed up. So I said yes with a, a, an amazing relationship coach. And one of the things she suggested, because I was sharing with her that I was ending up in relationships or dating men who were really passive and that I wanted to be in a relationship where I could relax a little bit more. And she said one of the practices that she suggested was for me to actually literally when I was with men, lean back instead of leaning forward. So I started to practice that just like what would happen if I leaned back and it really changed my energy and it was so relaxing. And from a fertility perspective, when we are in periods of stress, which P.S., for many of us, is our whole life. But right now, like right now is a is a period of, of more extreme stress for some. Actually, our fertility takes a, a big nose mm-hmm. dive. Because why would your body, your body gets the signal, oh, this is a stressful time. Not a good time to be nourishing a fetus or giving birth. Not a good time to be having another human. So if you're under acute or chronic stress, not a great time to get pregnant. It will be, you know... It's major, like major hard. And um, one of our women in the mastermind, Cleopatra, this is her whole work, Dr.
1: Cleopatra. Okay. Camp Ravine. Right. But like what we're talking about right now is the, it's like if you're under a stress and then you can't get pregnant and then you think there's something wrong and then you go see the doctors and they go to a fertility treatment and then you do all these different things and these different practices and it's just like, it adds like, uh, to me that sounds You know, that sounds more adding more stress to the situation. Now,
0: that's what I've heard from a lot of friends
1: who have gone through it. Okay. Yeah.
0: And Mike and I are not fertility experts. No, no, no. However, if you are- I am, my, are, my
1: new career, fertility I just expert. want
0: to give like a shout out because we're talking about it. If you are struggling in this area or you want to prepare the best way possible to have the most amazing pregnancy and what Cleopatra calls a super baby because she does all this incredible work with epigenetics and preparing you with her protocol, her primemester protocol, please check out drcleopatra.com. Okay. But what's so interesting when we think about our fertility as a metaphor, right? Because we all are wanting to get pregnant with something energetically. We all are wanting to cross pollinate with something. We all have a desire that we want to be met to create something new in the world, which is, you know, to create new life, which is what happens when we get pregnant, but also happens in so many other ways, you know, all throughout our lives. And so really thinking through I mean, at the very, very core, core, core of egg wisdom is, am I relaxed? Because a relaxed egg, a relaxed woman, a relaxed person is a fertile person, is available for, I mean, that's just one factor. I'm, I'm oversimplifying, but please know this is a metaphor, right? The more relaxed we are, the more magnetic we become. That is the core, 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 core of egg wisdom. And so... Okay.
1: Got it. So... This makes sense.
0: So energetically, it's like literally, yes, this is how our biology works. And then metaphorically, how can we get ourselves into a state where we are signaling safety to our nervous system so that we're vibrating in a place of I am in relaxation, I trust, I am magnetic to what's right for me. And somebody shared in origin that she was having trouble understanding what egg wisdom was. And then she had begun to do this work around healing her nervous system and signaling safety in her nervous system. And now for the first time, she's understanding egg wisdom because she didn't like she was in a state of fight or flight most of the time in her sympathetic nervous system that it just like wasn't resonating. She was just like, what is this egg wisdom thing, right? If we are so keyed up and so fired up all the time of I have to do it, I have to make it happen. I'm in panic. I'm in fear. I'm in over functioning because I'm terrified, which is <laughs> the substrate of most of the culture of productivity, then that's the opposite of egg wisdom. And P.S. It doesn't mean you're wrong. Like, that's our culture. So there's nothing wrong with you. There's something wrong with the world around you. And egg wisdom and practicing this can really be a beautiful antidote to that. So back to the beginning of the episode.
1: Before we get there. Oh, yeah. Do you... So let's talk about productivity for a second and how egg wisdom applies to that. Oh, great. Because... Yeah, because as you talked about, you're over. I'm. I literally just finished. Oh, back to Brene Brown. Shout out! <laughs> it was. Let's see. Let's see if, if, we, every, if episode. every episode we can do a shout out to Brene.
0: P.S. I just want to say Brene is one of our podcast unicorns. So if anybody knows Brene, I'm just putting it out there. I'm putting it on my. So I'm actually about to answer Mike's question, and I'm going to answer it with Brene as the example of productivity.
1: Okay, great. I think oh, I know yeah, what you're going to ask, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to let you So, ask I just listened I to a podcast about her. It was called Anxiety, Calm, Plus Over and Under Functioning, right? And so, you and I have talked about like who your core audience is for a lot of the things that you're focused on now.
0: Overfunctioner Is the overfunctioner. If you're that,
1: raise your hand. Send yeah. me a DM. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like let's talk about that when it comes to how have you applied egg wisdom to your productivity in like getting things done and what are some results that you can share personally as well as what you've seen inside of. See, I don't, I'm not, Origin is only for people who identify as women, so I don't really know anything that's going on inside of Origin. So, Mm -hmm. some results that have come from there.
0: Yeah. So, I love this question so much because it's something I've been refining, you know, over the years and anything I teach is something I'm chewing on. I mean, that's just what I do, right? It's just something I'm practicing, something I'm trying, something that's worked. That so I'm like, oh, hey, you should know about this too. That's literally like our whole business is like, oh, hey, I found this cool thing. <laughs> like, want to try it with me? So what I do is on Sunday nights or Monday mornings, but it's been Sunday nights mostly lately. No, no, it's been Monday mornings due to the, you know, no childcare thing. What I do is I sit down with my do less planner. P.S. More are coming. They are on a boat right now. So exciting. You can get on the wait list, katenorthup.com forward slash planner. And I sit down with my do less planner and I go through a weekly planning ritual that essentially grounds me in egg wisdom. Because what it does is it puts me in my body as a place to source the week As opposed to sourcing the week from other people's expectations, my inbox, you know, the teamwork project management software or my mind. I don't want to source my week that way because if I source my week from those places, I've sourced my entire life from those places and then I'm living for someone else or for a part of me that is not like the most aligned, truthful part of me. Because I find that the things that my mind thinks are the most important are often aligned with external expectations. And, you know, we had Bronnie Ware on the podcast a while back, and she wrote the five biggest regrets of the dying or the five top regrets of the dying. And and one of them, the number one, not that they're ranked, it wasn't like a, you know, there were five survey. um, One of them is the regret of having lived according to other people's expectations Mm -hmm. instead of our own. And so every Sunday, I sit with my planner Monday morning, and I go through this simple practice of planning out my week. And it it involves the weekly planning spread in the Do Less Planner. And you can get the practice for free over at katenorthup.com forward slash list. And it just walk you through what it is. Very, very powerful. And so one of the things I do every single week, and I didn't until recently make the connection that this is what I was doing. It's so cool, right? How this stuff just like lives and breathes and changes is that I put on my, I have a to-do list and on the left-hand side is my to-do list for the week. And on the right-hand side is the universe's to-do list, which is an idea I got from Abraham Hicks' book, Ask and It Is Given, wonderful book. And I do my universe's to-do list first. And what I realized is that this whole time, what I've been doing with the universe's to-do list is I have been been getting into egg wisdom. Because once I have put something on the universe's to-do list, I relax around it. I'm suddenly relaxed because I feel like I put it on a list that I've delegated to the universe, and now I don't need to worry about it. It doesn't mean I don't take any actions around it. For example, right now we are looking for this particular person to help us with something in our company. It's on the universe's to-do list, and I'm still going to write a job posting. I'm still going to ask people for referrals. But I know because I am in relaxation around that because I've delegated it to the universe that I'm in egg wisdom, which means I am much more magnetic because I'm relaxed. Because I'm not thinking, I'm not hyper-identified as a human personality of like, I am the only one who can do this. If it's going to be done, I have to do all of these steps. I trust that I'll do my part and that, you know, God, goddess, the universe, the cosmic, you know, great whatever, the great potato in the sky. I don't know. Like
1: <laughs> sweet potato.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I but P. S, not the sky because I think that the divine lives in all of us. That that part is doing its part because I've asked. And it just makes me feel relaxed. And so that's how it works. So for example, I've used this example before, but it really strikes me. A while back when Penelope was like nine months old i went on a one night away at a inn close by i just to sleep i guess (laughs) and i remember at that time mike and i were looking for a daycare for penelope and i didn't realize because i grew up in maine that like in other places you have to get your kid on the wait list for daycare when you're pregnant Right. We just like, I didn't know that because things are chill here. Turns out things are less chill here than they were when I was growing up. So still, you know, there is wait lists and there's year long waits and there's all that stuff. Right.
1: (laughs) There's nothing chill up here.
0: (laughs) Well, but compared to New York City or something, right? Like compared to like if we lived in Park Slope in Brooklyn, like I think it's a different intensity just because we just don't have the population density. Yeah, I'm, I'm following which is one of the reasons we live here. So anyway, but still like there are wait lists and I just didn't know. So we needed childcare. We needed daycare for Penelope. And I did all my research. I called all the places. I did all this stuff, right? But I also delegated it to the universe. I also said, okay, here's my desire. Here's what I need. And then I added this or something better. And that's the part that allows me to even let go of the thing that I've asked for. To say, This is what I think I want, and it'd be great if it showed up that way and if there's something better, bring it on and so the next day, the woman who was watching our watching Penelope helping us you know ten hours a week or something just mentioned this unlisted number of this amazing in home daycare, which could. I had called the number, like I had tried to find her. The listing had come up on the internet, but the number was broken. And like, it was just this interior, like it was egg wisdom, right? It was, it was delegating to the universe. Another example. Let me just see what other examples can I come with? I mean, it's just, it happens literally all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, We needed a new project manager in our company. And, you know, within a couple of days, our neighbor was like, Hey, do you need help with project management? I've been thinking about, like, I'd love to work with you guys. Like, And we had never mentioned it. We had never mentioned, like, yeah. we just hadn't mentioned it. And so these magical things happen. And I don't think they're magical. I think there's just so much we don't know as humans about the energetic sphere and the way that our interior worlds or our energetic blueprint are actually communicating with other people's energetic blueprint and sending signals just like we would send an email, but it's just happening in an invisible way that we just haven't studied because we just don't have the means to study it, right? But I believe it is happening. I don't think it's magic. I think it's actually the way things work. There is vibrational communication. I mean, water is this molecule that only communicates. It's the connector with vibration. It's like this you know, anyway, we're energetic beings. We're made of water. Blah, blah, blah. So the other piece on that is with egg wisdom is something I've been working on with the incubator and the mastermind this year is one of our main tenets is that the how matters. So we could be literally implementing the exact same marketing strategy. But if If we are in a place of relaxation and joy and doing it as a sacred practice in honor of our customers and our greater mission versus if we are in holding and anxiety and worry and like white knuckling it and stress and, you know, the same exact strategy will have very different results Mm -hmm. because of the how. And so egg wisdom is really the how. How do we move through the world? How can we signal safety to feel more Relaxed, so that we can be magnetic and be in that vibration of allowing. When we are in that vibration of allowing in relaxation, we can have great boundaries. It doesn't mean we are sloppy and floppy and let everything in, but we are just like the egg. We have an excellent firm boundary, but we are able to open because we're relaxed enough to open to what is right for us. So that's egg wisdom. We made a necklace and the necklace came to me in a very egg wisdom way, which is that one of our mastermind members last year, Sinclair Canali, actually spontaneously created the egg wisdom necklace with one of her artisans at her company, Vision Nation. And she brought them to us as gifts at our incubator retreat at the end of 2019. And I loved them so much. I was like, let's make these, like, let's make them. And, and our community can use them as a touchstone for this work, for egg wisdom and for this lineage of information that was passed down to me by my mother that I want to pass down to the next, you know, to other women, to other people to remind them that they do not have to burn themselves out getting what they want. They can be in relaxation and they can be magnetic in that place of calm and safety and wholeness. And so that's what the egg wisdom necklace is. That's what egg wisdom is. And if you want to check out the necklace, we don't have that many left. We have about 70 At the as time we're of recording. recording.
1: So, so this will come out a week from now. So we'll have less.
0: Yeah. So go over to katenorthup.com forward slash necklace. And of course, the link is in the show notes of this episode as well. So this week, your assignment is when you're in the energy of thinking about something you want, ask yourself, am I being the egg or am I being the sperm? And is there any way, would it feel better to be the egg? Because sometimes it feels good to be the sperm too. There's nothing wrong with sperm. But again, we're an overly sperm identified culture. Mm-hmm. So just ask yourself, how could I be more egg like right now? And see what you come up with. I'm interested. Send me a DM, share your stories of egg wisdom, check out the necklace. And
1: I have one happy final question for you. Magnetizing. I have one final question. Yes. I if have. you were thinking back to your, when did you do the uh, 17 second thing? How old were you? When I was 14. So. Think back to your 14-year-old self right now. How would you egg wisdom this boy?
0: Oh, I would have instead, I would have relaxed and focused on having fun. And I would have focused on my joy and my pleasure and... My friends and just having a good time and, you know, saying hello to him, possibly flirting, indicating some sort of interest to send some sort of a direct signal. Because I, until I was like in my early 20s, unfortunately, I got brainwashed by that book, The Rules. And if anyone ever read that book, it's, I think it's terrible. And it basically tells women don't ever act interested in a man. And so that really screwed me up for nearly a decade. But thank God for Mama Gina's because Mama Gina's helped me get rewired around knowing that it's okay as a woman to have a desire and to make it clear to a man or the world or whoever or whatever. And so I would have focused on, I would have just, I would have just had a good time and freaking relaxed. Great.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you. Do you identify as an overachiever, overfunctioner, or a workaholic? I have something for you. There is a very simple, remarkably quick weekly planning ritual that will unhook you from the habitual patterns of overdoing without sacrificing your results. So if you want to feel more relaxed and still get amazing results, then head over to katenorthrup.com forward slash list for your free do less weekly planning ritual guide. katenorthrup.com forward slash list.